This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the GSA is taking another step to measure how technology vendors are protecting their supply chains. The Navy moves to shut down a facility at Pearl Harbor that leaked contaminated water. And the IRS has spent $2 billion to rebuild its workforce and modernize its legacy IT systems. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Monday, October 16th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. GSA is taking another step to measure how technology vendors are protecting their supply chains. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. Help is coming for agencies to improve how they evaluate and characterize the level of threat to the integrity, trustworthiness, and authenticity of a product, service, or supplier on the GSA schedules. The Federal Acquisition Services Office of the IT category is developing a new questionnaire to ensure vendors are abiding by the requirements of NIST 800-161. GSA wants feedback on this updated supplier assurance questionnaire, which aims to gather pertinent information to help agencies make cybersecurity supply chain risk assessment decisions. Comments on the request for information are due by November 10th. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Postal Service tells Congress most rural carriers are no longer waiting on back pay. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. USPS says more than 50,000 rural letter carriers have been made whole after a payroll error led to missing and partial paychecks last month. USPS tells lawmakers that with limited exceptions, it paid carriers what they were owed within one or two pay periods. But affected employees tell Federal News Network that USPS still hasn't paid them the correct amounts and that not receiving their paycheck on time led to overdraft fees from their bank. USPS offered impacted employees money orders that they would have to pay back once they received their actual paycheck. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. An envisioned semiconductor research hub takes a step closer to becoming a reality. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. A new board of trustees is set to begin laying the groundwork for the Commerce Department's National Semiconductor Technology Center. The board members include retired Intel CEO Craig Barrett, former Apple executive Robin Abrams, and former Undersecretary of Homeland Security for Science and Technology Reggie Brothers. The NSTC will be the core research and development component for Commerce's Chips for America program. The board members will now begin creating a nonprofit entity to run the center and hire executive leadership. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Navy has taken a big step towards shutting down the facility that's been leaking fuel into water supplies in Hawaii. Officials plan to start removing all the fuel from Red Hill Bunker today. It'll be slowly draining into tanker ships docked at Pearl Harbor over the next three months. But officials say it'll take until next spring to remove all the residual fuel from the tanks. Each of them are 250 feet tall and 100 feet wide. The Defense Department agreed to decommission Red Hill after a string of legal fights with Hawaii officials over drinking water problems. In the most recent incident two years ago, more than 6,000 people got sick when jet fuel leaked into their drinking water supply. The IRS has spent about $2 billion in multi-year funds 
to rebuild its workforce and modernize its legacy IT systems. That's about 2.5% of the $80 billion it originally received under the Inflation Reduction Act. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration says the IRS is trying to get to 105,000 employees by 2025. The agency will grow its workforce by about a third if it meets its hiring goals. But the watchdog says that might be a challenge since about 26,000 IRS employees are expected to retire or leave the agency in that same period. A 10-agency assessment of how the government is managing records created by using social media platforms found an inconsistent application of policy and guidelines. The National Archives and Records Administration sought to measure how agencies were complying with a 2014 bulletin and ended up making 12 recommendations. The suggestions focused on a dozen areas, including social media training, agency documentation, and permanent and temporary disposition of records. The overarching finding from NARA is agencies should consider dedicating more resources to technology systems that automate records retention of social media records. The IRS has spent about $2 billion in multi-year funds to rebuild its workforce and modernize its legacy IT systems. That's about 2.5% of the $80 billion it originally received under the Inflation Reduction Act. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration says the IRS is trying to get to 105,000 employees by 2025. The agency will grow its workforce by about a third if it meets its hiring goals. But the watchdog says that might be a challenge since about 26,000 IRS employees are expected to retire or leave the agency in that same period. A 10-agency assessment of how the government is managing records created by using social media platforms found an inconsistent application of policy and guidelines. The National Archives and Records Administration sought to measure how agencies were complying with a 2014 bulletin and ended up making 12 recommendations. The suggestions focused on a dozen areas, including social media training, agency documentation, and permanent and temporary disposition of records. The overarching finding from NARA is agencies should consider dedicating more resources to technology systems that automate records retention of social media records. Financial regulators need to do a better job of making sure staff keep up with the latest technological skills and expertise, according to a new report from the Government Accountability Office. Financial institutions are increasingly making use of financial technology, or fintech. But GAO found the agencies that oversee the industry don't have good data on workforce skills related to the fast-moving technology. Those agencies include the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the Federal Deposit Corporation, the Federal Reserve, and the National Credit Union Administration. Telework-eligible employees at the Defense Logistics Agency must be at their assigned work site at least 60% of their approved work schedule starting in early November for supervisors and in January for non-supervisors. Additionally, Mondays and Fridays are the only approved regular and recurring telework days. DLA Vice Director Brad Bunn says the change is meant to help mission performance, workforce development, and culture. 
Bunn says with 30% of the agency's workforce having turned over since the start of the pandemic, it's important for new employees to receive in-person mentoring and coaching to help DLA overcome current and future challenges. The Department of the Navy Program Executive Offices, or PEO, are gearing up for a busy fiscal 2024, including new efforts to improve employees' workplace experiences. For example, a prototype at PEO Manpower Logistics and Business Systems would give the office real-time feedback on applications, letting code be adjusted quickly. PEO Integrated Warfare Systems is utilizing infrastructure as a service to virtualize legacy infrastructure. Several other PEOs are looking at Tech Horizons to make agile technology updates at scale and to upskill their workforces while turning to industry to help modernize the department. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Monday, October 16th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. Thank you.